Hello, and welcome to Let's Sip and Talk with Freema. So tonight we have on a special guest, and we're going to talk about the Boom Boom Room. So, you know, I know he had a radio station, you know, and all this good stuff. And he kind of is very similar to me, you know, so we have a lot in common. So I can't wait to hear his story, how he got started, learn some things from him, because I know he's been in the game much longer than I have. So I really do appreciate him coming on. So we're going to go ahead and introduce him tonight and see what he's all about. But first, make sure you guys remember to... Make sure you like, subscribe, and hit that bell icon. All right, let's bring him on. Hello, hello, Freeman. How are you doing? I'm great. I am fine. I am fine. So if you don't mind me asking, um, good evening, William. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, tell us a little about yourself. Well, um, it's a little, uh, it's, it's complicated. It's a lot. Um, but <laughs> let me try to sum it all up for you. I'm, um, I'm the oldest of 13. Um, yes, yeah, seven. Uh, on my mom's side, six on my pop's side. Um, yeah, so I'm, and, and I'm from a sit in a, in a sense all over Tennessee. So when people wow. ask me where I'm from, I was born in Memphis, um, raised in Chattanooga, bred in Nashville. That's the way I. So put you it. really, literally, were all over Tennessee. I'm all over. So my pop's side of the family is from West Tennessee. My mom's side of the family is from East Tennessee, and. Um, she actually went to school at Tennessee State University. My pops went to school at Tennessee State University in Nashville, Tennessee. So grew up here. I grew up here in uh, I said 13. <laughs> yeah, 13, man. It, it, and you're the oldest. I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest. So yeah. It, that had to be a lot on your plate, no? Um, in a sense it was, but at, at the same time, growing up, you only know what you know at the time. So it looked normal, looked normal to me. You know, I, I just thought it was a it was the everyday struggle, you know, growing up in a single parent household. Um, but my pops wasn't in my life um uh growing up, you know, but I did have other influences um um step in, you know, as far as coaches, mentors, uncles, uh whatever it may be. Um so um, it's not like I didn't have any guidance or anything, you know, but when um when you get away from basketball and everything and sports. You go home and you're the man in the house, you know what I'm saying? So right. I started eight, nine years old. So I kind of grew up quick, didn't have a normal childhood that um, some would, but nothing I complain about at all. You know, I just absolutely that formed and 
made me into who I am, you know. So I, I exactly. yeah, I, it's, and I come from athletic athletic family. My mom was the um, first black um, volleyball player at UTC at University. Wow. Yeah, so transferred to Tennessee State. Met my pops. My pops was a running back um, for the Tennessee State University. Got the opportunity to go play for the Oakland Raiders for a year. So, oh, wow. so the genetics, whatever. You know what I mean? The genetics. Definitely, were, definitely. <laughs> so I seen a few clips um, mm -hmm. of you. Um, so, like you said, you kind of answered the question I was going to ask. You came from an athletic background, right? So, like, give us a little insight of that. Is that something you definitely wanted to do, or is that something you felt you had to do because that was molded in you mm -hmm. if you understand what I'm asking. Yeah, without a doubt. I think um it was in me and I, I was around sports all the time, grew up around sports. So my mom after um playing at Tennessee State University, she went on to coach there. So my mom was a volleyball coach, cheerleading coach, uh, um Jack of all trades at Tennessee State, and I grew up there. So going to 10, 11 years old, growing up with the likes of um, Anthony Mason, um, Carlos Rogers that played basketball there, you know what I mean? And then my godfather was Richard Dent, who uh, went on to play a Hall of Fame career with the Chicago Bears. So I was engulfed in the culture of sports, you know what I mean? Whether it was volleyball, whether it was cheerleading, basketball, baseball, anything, I was always there. And, um, you know, would have been a single-parent household, we were we were um we were at the we were at the campus all the time. So my mom had volleyball practice. Me and my brothers were on the side, you know what I mean, doing homework or chasing the balls down or doing whatever we were doing mm -hmm. around on the side. So we always saw it. And um I think at a young age, I, I did wanna I did wanna be in it because I, I grew up around it and I love the atmosphere. You know what I mean? Like I, I right. love guys being able to control the crowd. And, and and play and get people to cheer for you. So that was automatically in me, you know what I mean? It wasn't anything yeah. that I felt pressure, like they, my mom was forcing me to play or anything like that. It just all came natural. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. So do you have children, Ron? Yeah, I do. I got one. So, I got a, uh, I got a little boy. I got a little boy, 10 years old. Ron so Smith. So is he following that path? Is he athletic, into sports? You know what? I just now, I just now, this year, let him get in the, involved in basketball. What do you mean let? Like you didn't want him to do it previously? No, you know, I, I was more so letting him choose his own way. You know what I mean? My gotcha. son is, okay. is a Disney kid. You know what I mean? Us as adults and parents, you know, I think we look at it and try to, you know, give our kids everything we didn't have. So that that's what he was. And, he, and my lady that I'm with, she had two kids prior to me. So okay. um, she, um, I helped raise her daughter was in her life since she was six. So I really got three kids in a sense, you know. Okay, what I mean? okay. One of my one of our own together. But my, my son, Ron, no, I didn't let him I I didn't not I didn't not let him play basketball or anything. I just didn't force it on him. You know what I mean? He asked about it, we'll go do it. Cause I I'm the type, we're not getting in it unless unless you want to do it. Yeah, yeah. You ready to get to gotcha. it? Then let's go. You know what I mean? If right, not, right, right. Life, you know what I mean? He's a Disney kid right now. He loves Disney, everything Disney. And that's cool. You know what I mean? Because it's a different Um, Natasha said, did any of your siblings make it, Um, I'm sorry, make it to a professional level? Did you or any of your siblings? Yeah, we all did. Um, Me, okay. uh, we, we come from a blessed family. Um, me, I made it to play um. Um, pro basketball for 14 years. 
Um, had a little stint with the Miami Heat, and then 13 years overseas. Uh, my brother, my I don't even know where he falls in the category, but my other brother. I so many, y'all. So probably about the tenth, the tenth one. Uh, Ramon, he Ramon Foster. He just retired from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was um, wow, okay. with for 11 years. And then wow. my other brother, Renato Foster, he played with the, the Falcons and the Saints. So he was in the NFL wow. for about five years. I got another brother, Rodney Carney. He was um, drafted and played in the NBA for about seven years and still continue to play overseas right now. And that was the that was the, the, the hierarchy of it. You know what I mean? Everybody else kind of fell in line, played sports in high school and stuff. But wasn't fortunate enough to play um, at a professional level. Okay, well that's awesome. That, that is awesome. I must say. Uh, William said, "Are you still hooping over there? Are you retired now?" They want to know. You know what, William? I haven't officially retired, but you know what I mean. Somebody called me. I'm out. You know what I mean. But I have, I have, I haven't played professionally uh, in four years. So I, I came back, um, finished my degree at the University of Tennessee. Uh, got that done, and now I'm uh, coaching over at a private high school here in Nashville, Tennessee, called Innsworth High School. So, okay. my favorite, yeah. Mm-hmm. He also asked, "Was playing in the NBA your dream?" You know what? I, I think that's every kid's dream. Um, I think me, I've always been a realist. You know what I mean? And I, I remember being in ninth grade when I first got to the ninth grade. Our teacher they asked us, um, "Write down what you want to be." Uh, when you grow up, and I, I wrote down a professional basketball player. Wow, now, okay. specifically, whether it be NBA, overseas, whatever it was, I knew I wanted to be a pro basketball player. I wanted to get paid to play basketball, and I obtained that for 14 years. So, you know what I mean? I guess that came through. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Natasha said he is right. It's in the genes, and it I strongly genes. believe that. <laughs> I believe it is that. in the genes. I'm but telling I, you, a, a mom can feel that in the wound because yeah. I have two boys and a little girl. And I'm telling you, I felt the boys. Oh, yeah. mom's going to be retiring real soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep them in there, man. They got to make it easy on mom, man. Get that school plan. Exactly. And take care of you I don't deal with them attitudes and everything for nothing and yeah. buying all that stuff. Yeah, I'm retiring yeah. real soon. <laughs> That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> so, Ron, tell us, a, tell us about the Boom Boom Room. I see both man. of us have it on. What's the Boom Boom Room? The Boom Boom Room, man, that, that was crafted and, and came into play. First of all, Life is my favorite movie. So my freshman okay. year in college, I had Life on DVD in my dorm room, and I'm I, it's on repeat over and over and over. So right. I know the movie front to back. And mm-hmm. uh, my freshman year... Um, you go through peaks and valleys during the season. So you got to find different ways to, you know, make things interesting and, and keep the team motivated. And I'm always been that, that social guy and, you know, I mean, outspoken guy and, and uh, a, 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 a clown, funny guy in the sense, you know what I mean? To keep, keep it Did light. you used to get in trouble in school, Ryan? Were you, you know the class clown? It, it was only because I finished my work and had nothing to do. <laughs> okay, that's fair. So I, that's fair. So I just started talking and bothering people instead of they had to give me some more work. <laughs> but um, so I remember we came up with um, the Boom Boom Room, Ray's Boom Boom Room, Eddie Murphy, the character Ray Gibson in the movie Life. Um, when he got put in jail, would imagine that um, 
he had a club in New York City called Ray's Boom Boom Room, and he would have people stop through. He had everybody that was cellmates with him, imagining that they they had a role in the um in the club. So when we went to the court. I played on the inside. I played in the paint. I played in the paint, which is the inside of uh, of the box, the painted area, the closest to the goal. So I called that okay. the Boom Boom Room. You know what I mean? And that's where the that's where the name originated from. After that, okay. um, we would be playing in the game, and when I'm posting up in the game, I would say during the game, "I got him in the Boom Boom Room. I got him in the Boom Boom Room." You okay. know what I mean? So. And it caught on, you know what I mean? And, and everybody ran with it. So it originated there. It evolved to what it is now. And um, people knew I, knew what I called it. So I just named my radio show that. Uh, I've been doing that, that radio show for three years now. And um, I got another one also called The Sleigh Ride. So okay. that's how I, I kind of separated. You know what I mean? The sleigh ride and the boom boom room. The boom boom, and the boom, boom room. Boom boom so with the sleigh ride and the boom boom uh, room, is more, it different conversations uh, or how do you differentiate the two? Yeah. So the sleigh ride is a, um, a show that I do in Knoxville and it's based solely around past games, um, the games coming up talking about the players and just giving you an insight of what's going on with Tennessee basketball. Okay. The Boom Boom Room is more um, – I definitely cover Tennessee football, Tennessee basketball. That's my basis. Um, and all sports in general. You know, it's an hour show, so – Whatever I can cram into that hour show or whatever comes to my mind that I feel free to talk about, that's what I talk talk about. So the boom boom room is for me being who I am. Um, You can get anything. So you're more transparent on a boom boom room. I think we having like some technical difficulties a little bit. I hope you can hear me well. Way more. Yeah, you can ask anything you want. I'll be I'll I'll be politically correct sometime on the sleigh ride. <laughs> okay, you know, okay. You, you, you might not get that. You might not get the direct answer you're looking for. You want to go to the boom boom room for the direct? Mm-hmm. The real real. I mean, you perfect. Can you hear me? I can hear you, but I think we kind of delayed. That's all. They, 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 we, we sipping and talking. That's cool. We're actually going to moonshine for you guys. You said what? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. What you think about that? I didn't hear you. The phone went out. What'd you say? Oh. Am I back? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you good now. Okay. I was just telling you, you know what I mean? Since I'm a country boy and we don't let sip and talk, I just got this some, some cool little moonshine from straight up from Kentucky. You know what I mean? My uncle make this, you know what I mean? In the back. Okay. In the back. So it's not, yeah, it's not store-bought like the apple pie no, and all that stuff, right? Like old, no, this ain't the old smoky. This is some real deal. See, this is how you know. I'll be scared deal. of that. 
When you see the when you see them bubbles and stuff, oh yeah, it's that crystal clear right here, baby. Okay. Well, listen, Ron, I'm from the country too now. Um, I moved from Tennessee like in the third grade. No, I'm lying. When I was three, when I was three, (laughs) my sister was the um first black girl scout in Tennessee. Straight Mm -hmm. up. Yep. That's what's up. See, I knew it was a connection right there, Freeman. That's what I'm talking yep. about. Nashville, Nashville. Yeah. I went from we went from Chicago to Nashville and then to South Carolina. Man, y'all just got country yeah. and country and country. <laughs> country. I love the country. I used to live in Atlanta. It's oh. not for me. It's not for me mm. at all. Yeah, I, I'm saying. I love the country. Uh, William said, what advice would you give a young man to follow in your shoes? Do you think you will make it today in NBA game and style since they're great players like my boy, number 23, LBJ? Is that LeBron James from the Lakers? Yeah, so guess what, man? That's 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 a, You gave me about three questions in one, so let me break it down. First of all, I'm a LeBron, I'm a LeBron James fan too, man. You know what I mean? So salute to LeBron. Um, I'm, I'm also... That was that was my draft, the 2003 draft, arguably the the, the third best draft, you know what I mean, ever. Um, so there was some great guys in there. Um, what advice would I give a young man to follow in my shoes? The advice I would give him is um, one: be coachable. I think um, younger kids today um, get caught up in the glitz and glamour of the social media and the likes and things of that nature, and forget to focus on them and uh, uh, start to worry about outside distractions, whether it be teammates, whether it be guys that they're following on Instagram, watching videos and see what they do. And they forget and lose sight of what they're supposed to be doing and who they are and the impact that they have on the game. So I would one say be coachable and and, and block out distractions. Um, Two block out distractions. Three would also be, um, you got to work hard, man. It's, it's, it's no, it's no, points in the process that are skipped. You know what I mean? If you skip you skip one of those points uh, in your in your maturation as a, as a basketball player or any sport, um, it'll come back and bite you. And I promise you, I can guarantee you can't cheat the game. The game will come back and get what's owed to them. So that's my that's my that's, that's my words of advice. Uh, you think you'll make it to the NBA game? I do think I would make it an NBA game today. You know what I mean? I, um, during my, my year 03, that was the when the game started to change, you know what I mean? And that was able, that was why I was able to play so long because I was able to adapt to how the game went from having power forwards and a, a brute game and a physicality um, in a game to more finesse game. And I was able to adapt by being able to create an outside shot and be able to move my feet. But it all took work being in the summer. And it also, also took um, a, humble, a humble check looking in the mirror to know that either you can stay – where you are and, and, and try to get the atmosphere to adapt to you or you can adapt to the atmosphere. Right. And I was one that, that was going to adapt to my atmosphere. And um, I love getting paid to play, play the game. So I got to go get it. You know what I mean? Does it make you feel good to know that you're the oldest of those 13 siblings and you made it happen? You gave no. them something to look forward to. Right. Yeah, I, I think so. And I, I didn't get to look at it that way while I was going through it. But mm-hmm. now, um, every Saturday, me and my brother get together, uh, Ramon, and, you know, we get some cigars and uh, sit back and watch games on Saturday. We always have some real talk, you know what I mean? And, you know, he was revealing, like, man, if if um, 
if I didn't go to Tennessee, if I went somewhere else, I was going to try to go down. He was going to try to follow in the footsteps, me and my brother Renardo. So, you know, it, it was – I'm glad I did the right thing and I did it the way I did because you never know who's watching. And I never knew. Absolutely. You know, we, you know, we didn't grow up in the same household, you know. I mean, he grew up in Ripley, Tennessee with his mom. I'm way in Nashville. We didn't really meet until 11, 12, 13 years old, you know what I mean? But uh, – who knew? I, who knew that he was watching me to see what I was gonna do, and he used that as mo, uh, gas for him and fuel for him. Absolutely. And it turned out turned out really good. So yeah, I look back. back on it like, that's like, that's yeah, I said awesome. That, the correct way. Absolutely, and that's great. And that's what I tell a lot of people: you never know who's watching. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it, it's best to put your best foot forward, regardless if someone's around mm -hmm. you or not, because you just never know. You just never know. Um, I do want to ask your advice on this. Um, and I don't know if it's because I know you have a radio show, whatever, you're a realist. I told my kids the other night, I have one basketball player mm -hmm. and I have one football player. Right. So with the football player, I noticed I always thought it was an offense and a defense. You play either or. However, he's only in the eighth grade now, but he would play the whole time, offense, defense, like the whole time. So I found myself sipping <laughs> after a Friday night show, and I told them, right. you have to learn when you're an asset to the team, when you're an asset to the coach. So if he's keeping you in the entire time, then you can tell that coach, I need to sit out this quarter, or I right. need to sit out you know, at least for five minutes. I feel like once right. you learn that you're an asset to someone or something, you mm -hmm. gotta speak up. Was I wrong for telling my son that? My sons that you know what? It's um my well, one of my, my first love was football, and I played that all the way to my junior year when I broke my wrist. So I have a little bit I'm I'm fond in both. Um as that goes, I don't think you're wrong in that because your motherly instincts kick in, you know what I mean? And you don't want your, you don't want your son to burn himself out or uh, uh, run himself ragged, you know what I mean? Because when you get as right. big as you are, that's when injuries happen. So I do think, though, um, you got to tell him, one thing you always got to do is listen to your body. Your body will never right. lie to you. If you feeling tired, you know what I mean? It's okay to come out for a play or two, you know what I'm saying? And then go back in, but you never want to play tired because that's I, that's the oh. hurt. It's a guarantee, you know what I mean? Because you lollygagging or lack of days going eighty percent, and somebody else going one hundred percent, you can't make that quick cut like you need to. Boom, and you know what I mean? You got some foolishness happening. So I think you were right on about that. But one thing he got to listen to his body, and I always talk to your coaches. The coaches know your asset. Take care of your asset. You know what I mean? Right. Like, don't, don't burn your player out. So yeah, he played the whole game, and I'm like, this is my normal. Yeah, <laughs> my nephew, my son, my both yeah. of my sons, and it's like, dude, yeah. they keep him on the court the whole it's time. Too yeah. It's too I much. It's too much. They'll keep it as long as possible because the the job for the coach is to win. And if you give me the best opportunity to win, I'm gonna put you on the floor unless you tell me take you out. You know what I mean? That's what I always tell all my kids. Also, so you know what I mean? You can. You can sub yourself out. And if you sub yourself out, you can put yourself back in. If I right. sub you out, I'm putting you back in when I feel like putting you back in. So it's best to go until you're tired and sub yourself out. And mm -hmm. then come back. I'm going to make sure they hear this segment because I need them to understand. Mama know what she's talking about. 
Right, <laughs> right, most definitely. <laughs> um, Natasha said, to be such a large family, you'd imagine there was struggle. Sounds like mom held it down. Oh, yeah. Now, now listen, as much as it was success on the back end, now, believe me, throughout the entire struggle, it was that, a struggle. You know what I mean? Like, we, my mom did the best she could, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and, in our household, like I talk about the 13 brothers and sisters, but in our household, it was seven brothers this and sisters, um, just with my mom. And we moved, we moved from home to home, you know what I mean, side to side in Nashville. I grew up on all sides, you know what I mean? And I just looked at it at that time. I had to play tricks in my head, like, okay, we get we get put out. I and mean, we ain't just moving, we get put out, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? We move into another side of town. I'm just looking at it like, all right, I get to start over. You know what I mean? Every mistake I made on that side of town, right. I'm here and I'm gonna start with a clean slate and do something totally different. You know what I mean? And I think that worked. You know what I mean? But uh, it was it was definitely a struggle. I recall the time, man. We was coming on the bus. I was in seventh grade, no eighth grade. Uh, we'd been in the corner. We stayed in the projects. Um, yeah. We've been in the corner. There's some stuff sitting out um, on the street. So oh, God. my partner, we like, I'm like, we joking, we joking on the back of the bus, you know what I mean? Like, hey man, somebody got put out, you know what I mean? Boo, 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 boo. He like, man, hell yeah, man, somebody got put out. So the closer we getting, I'm looking, I'm you like, your stuff. Yeah, I'm like, hey dog, man, that's our stuff, man. Oh, we, we, we didn't have put out, so it turned around to joke on me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. How old were you? How old were you? I was uh 13. Oh God! I'm 13 years old. And, uh, at that time, we only had it was uh, only four of us. It was me, my brother Pat, Chris, and Taylor, who was the youngest. Um, but yeah, we, so I get off the bus, and my homie was like, "Man, um, man, just grab some of your stuff, grab it, bring it over oh. my house." So we grabbed it, put it up, put it up in his house. So my mom got off work, you know what I mean, and uh, came and got us. And then shoot, man, we uh. We after that we went we um my mom worked at boys and girls clubs all the time also so we I remember us getting in the van um we had nowhere to stay uh, we in the back of the van she driving around until we fall asleep um I feel, I'm in the back I feel I feel the van stop I wake up and I'm like hey mom what we doing she was like no no we're just running in here real quick we ain't running in man it's twelve one o'clock in the morning what are you yeah. running she wants y'all to get some rest yeah, but she wants y'all to fall asleep. So I was like, you know what I mean? I always remember times like that, you know what I mean? So the struggle was definitely real, you know what I mean? Going with no lights on and things of that nature. My mom worked the third shift, you know what I mean? The graveyard shift at Walgreens, whatever it was to make ends meet, you know? But right, right. That was one of the things I think that maybe gave me the character that I had today, you know, and especially in sports and being able to travel the world, being able to adapt to different situations like i feel like man i've been in the worst situations like right man, it ain't too much a uh, clown that you could do on me like i, I didn't had it all like all this you didn't like, had it all yeah and i gotta feel good to be able to you know i don't know if they give you an advance i don't know how any of that works but i guarantee mm -hmm. mom yeah. like this is yours you don't have to worry about right. moving no more you don't have to worry about getting evicted no more right. this is yours yeah without a doubt I and mean, that's that's some of the the best feeling you can have you know what i mean mm -hmm. being able to reach back and take care of your family um and it, honestly it was starting in college for me you know um as soon as i got to university of tennessee my mom then moved up and um i was able to get a name 
I would get an apartment in my name for them to stay at. You know what I mean? So that, that opened up a better world for them, you know what I mean? Having a house over their head, didn't have to struggle as much. And I'm going to be honest, man, going to Tennessee was the best thing for me because they kind of looked out for, for my family, you know what I mean? Not the, right. the, the university, but the state, like the lungs and things of that nature. So it, it was cool, man. And, um, you know, that, that was all that was all because of basketball. I'm going to be honest. He's the, oldest. He's the oldest out of 13. Yeah. And that's yeah. a lot of pressure. Yeah. That's yeah, it is. Yeah, but see, that's and that's the thing. Like a lot of people don't understand. Um, you put that pressure on the kid, man, and they don't like. I don't. I don't remember having the the sleepovers and you know what I mean, going to the skating rinks and all that. You know what I mean? I, I was man. I got to get my brother and sister them sleep. Right. They get taken care of. This. I got to make sure they up for school. Uh, matter of fact, my eighth grade year, I got left behind because of so many tardies. Like all my mm. grades were bad, but I was tardy so many times. They left they left me behind and made me redo the eighth grade. They ended up skipping me up in the middle of the semester. But I'm telling them, like this ain't this ain't my fault. Like I gotta make sure my brother didn't get to school. Right. I'm you know what I mean? And that was just part of it, man. So you live and you learn, you live and you, you learn. Live yeah, That's yeah. what I tell people all the time. If we didn't go through these life experiences, where would we be? You know? Exactly. Um, my sister has a question. Okay, by you being the oldest and mm-hmm. having to worry about your siblings, do you find it kind of hard to let go now? Do you still find yourself being kind of overprotective over them, even though you all are all adults? Uh, Don't you, you answer that, Ron. That's a setup. That's a setup. <laughs> no, guess what? Guess what? No. Hell no. I ain't got no problem letting it go. I am cool. Once they got home, I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like the proud daddy. Like, Hell yeah, they didn't make it. It's over. And, and I'm gonna tell you what, man, honestly, like especially all the way to um my youngest brother, like all of them did well. All of them had the opportunity to go to you know uh colleges and get school paid for. My two sisters did one's uh now studying to be an attorney, the one played volleyball really good in volleyball, ended up being OVC player of the year, went on to do some great things. Um that's She's coaching um, volleyball. Um, so, I mean, it, it's my youngest brother sings. My other two brothers that um, didn't really get off track but didn't take take that opportunity and make the most of it. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I say that. You know what I mean? But what I also say with that is um, with my mom being a single mother, none of us were in trouble or incarcerated when I was growing up. So, you know what I mean? I think that's a, yeah, that's, that's commended. You know what I mean? So, um, but everybody's live and kicking and grown and Hey, I'm done. Have you ever sat down and said, mom, you know, don't regret anything that we went through. Don't beat yourself up for anything that we went through. That made me who I am. I so my siblings right. can be who they are. You know, sometimes you yeah. have to appreciate it. it. It sounds crazy. Like my sister said, you thank them for that. You appreciate that because mm-hmm. that molds you. That teaches you to be humble. You get what I'm saying? Have you have you had a conversation with your mom? Yes, I have. Um, when I first got to, um, I didn't get drafted. Um, I went undrafted, and my mom had a big party for me at the Boys and Girls Club. And I told her um, after I didn't get drafted, I was like, man, it's cool. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be straight. Like, I know that would have been great to put the hat on, you know what I mean? And us make it, and we do the hug and the crap. But listen, man, 
I, I still made it. I'm going to go be pro. Like You still made it. That's what I'm saying. Know. Just to even be in that room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't even trip. You know what I mean? It's all good. And I, I think she got to see it. Like, once I made it to um, after my first year, and I started to see some real money, um, I, I was able to reach back and take care and show her that, you know what I mean? It's, it's all good. Like, it wasn't, for all, it wasn't all in vain. You know what I mean? You didn't do anything wrong. Like, Look, I'm over in I'm over in Italy right now, so be cool. <laughs> like, don't don't believe me. I'm having a blast. You know what I mean? From getting put out to being in Milan, like I'm gonna take this. One. You know what I mean? I'm cool. You know what I mean? So yeah, it, it, and I think she she looks at it. You know what I mean? And I think not only do us as uh, our brothers and sisters fed to our mom, but <laughs> she was a community mother. So she That's gets it all over. She gets it all over. She wasn't just raising us. When her working at Boys and Girls Club, she was the mothers of so many kids, you know what I mean? So many fatherless kids, motherless kids, whatever it may be. And they tell her all the time. So even if we didn't tell her, the city telling her anyway. So it's cool. Oh, you make sure you tell mom. Miss Let's Sip and Talk said hello and kudos to her. Hey, no more. I got you. I guess. Um, Natasha said the mindset had to definitely help you succeed as well. The ability to be so adaptable and let it all strengthen you. Absolutely. Yeah, that's without a doubt. Without a doubt. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, William said, what are you doing now to stay busy since you haven't played ball in some years? What do you think about times we live in now? Is there a way out of being a black man out here in Chicago? There's so much going on here, especially being a black man like myself. Are, what are your thoughts? Man, um, well, what I'm doing now, I have three radio shows. I have the uh, the podcast with the Boom Boom Room, the virtual interviews. Um, me and my lady started a trucking company also. So we got the trucking company going. Um, I'm also coaching. Um, I'm also training, training kids um, here and there, select few. Um, man, I, I, I just got my hand in everything, trying to stay busy, you know what I'm saying? And um as far as the world we're living in today, man, I just think it's different than the world we grew up in. Um, I think, right. you know, you know, with fathers growing up in fatherless homes, you know what I mean? And then not only that, um, putting all of that pressure on, pressure on black women as mothers to raise not only you, but they got to raise your cousins. They got to raise yeah. your kids. You know what I mean? It goes on and on. And then not only that, but the the, the age decreased uh, as far as the mother, your grandmother's being 45 Absolutely. instead of 60, you know what I mean? That plays a different role, you know, in, in, in the, the kind of raising that you're going to have. So um, yeah, I, think that's yeah. I think that's difficult. And I think we got to get back to being able to have um, uh, a village raising a kid, you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. want to get on that topic because that's the truth. Yeah, but then you got to like, worry about the next person cussing you out right. for trying to stop your child. So mm-hmm. that's a whole nother topic we can mm-hmm. have on your show when you invite me on. <laughs> there we go then. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> um, Natasha yeah. said, was there ever any um, resume, am I saying that right, or resentment, mm-hmm. excuse me, over all mm-hmm. that responsibility? Most definitely. That's a good question, Natasha. Most definitely. Did you ever Most resent definitely. mom? Were you ever mad sometimes? Most definitely. Most definitely. Without question. My when I turned um 16, um, I turned 16, I was going into my junior year of high school, and um my mom got pregnant again and had my youngest brother. And I remember 
me and her getting into it as you know, I'm I'm coming into my own as a teenager, and um, you know, I'm, I'm at high school. I want to I want to get out here and, and do high school things. You know what I mean? I want to right. do all this. You know what I mean? You got to mind you. I've been doing four since fourth or fifth grade. I've been raising raising the household, and and not necessarily raising, but at least watching. You know what I'm right. saying? So my mom going to work at six o'clock in the evening. I'm at home with my brother's sister, well, my brothers at the time, and I'm making sure everybody fed, this, that, and the other, everybody in the bed. You know what I mean? So that take a toll on you once. And finally, when I got to high school, I was like, man, I want to do something else. So me and my mom got into it a little bit. You know what I mean? I told her, if you have another kid, I'm gone. And she yeah. got pregnant with my, my, my youngest brother, and I left and went and lived with my coach. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think at that time, man, it was, I think it was good for me to get away for a second, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. You know and not I mean? have as much responsibility. Yeah, yeah, that was different. So when I came back, you know what I mean, um, after my junior year, I left my senior year and went to Oak Hill Academy, a prep school in Virginia. And so I was kind of out of the house since 16, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So after that prep school year in Virginia, which was a boarding school, then my freshman year, I went to University of Tennessee. So that's what made... When my mom and I moved to Knoxville, that's what made us get back locked in. You know what I mean? So it was really a year and a half, in a sense, off. And I don't, I, I think that resentment, man, was it was selfish in a sense. But at the same time, that's why I say you don't put a kid in an adult shoes. You know what I mean? Because you don't, you don't leave that to me to make to make your decision like that. You feel what I'm saying? And you don't want that yeah. to be. Like, I don't want to be dependent. I don't want to be the dad. You know what I mean? I want to be the son. Let me be the son. You know what I mean? Even though I can handle it and I was older, or, and, and you know, well, not older, but I was more mature for my age. You know what I mean? Just because I can handle it, that don't, that don't mean give it to me, you know, but. Right, right. You know what I mean? Oh. I'd, I'd be lying, though, if I, if I sat here and said I ain't had no resentment. No. I appreciate the honesty. I really do. And see the viewers, you know, we, we have conversations. We have real conversations. We're very transparent. There's no judgment zone. So, mm-hmm. you know, I appreciate you being open with us and sharing that right. information with us. Um, definitely respect for that. Um, I don't want to keep you too long, you know, because it is a, a work night, but look like we have someone. Yeah, else. I have um, William said we are losing our kings here. Very, very sad. Gun balance down. Just wanted some words of wisdom. Thank you, brother, for that. Black Lives Matter. I appreciate you for that. Absolutely. Man, I, I see that up in the chat too, man. Y'all losing losing people left and right. Yeah. I saw the young rapper that got killed. That was bad. Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I said, man, that all come back to community. You know what I mean? They broke mm-hmm. it. They they broke our systematically, they broken our community yeah. up. It was us to yeah. rebuild our community and that respect factor. Like I said, I resented my mom, but I never was disrespectful. Disrespect. Never was disrespectful at all. You know what I mean? And that was to adults, anybody, mentors, whatever it may be. If somebody can check me on the block and it's cool, you know what I mean? I know what. Hey, I'm not saying that. You know what I mean? So, right. And that's like you said, it takes a village to raise a child. And like, nowadays, it's like you can't even you can't even tell little Johnny, little Johnny. You shouldn't be stealing that gun out of the store. A little Johnny, you know you should be home. It's getting dark because mom gonna come up to me want to fight. So it's kind of hard to help each other out. And but that's what we need. Right. We we losing it. We yeah. losing it. Yeah. And like you said like earlier, it's because of the age. The grandmas are getting younger. The moms are getting no. younger. 
And 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 look, I'm I, I made mama a grandmother at 36 years old. Well, I get, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but it all has to mm-hmm. do with the maturity. That's true. Because mama, even though I was a young mother, I still instill those values in my children. And I still made sure that I didn't bring a man in the household or anything because I know I had a daughter. So it all depends on that person. That's I don't true. care That's how old true. you are. It all depends on those values you that were raised true. up with. That's absolutely true. I can't argue with that at all. Um, Natasha said, I don't believe it was selfish at all. Everyone has a right to enjoy childhood unless they make themselves a parent early. Right. Exactly. And with that, with that, that's what made me be like, man, I, I it took me till 30. I ain't, I didn't have my son until 30. Oh wow. 29. He was born when I was 30. So and the, the reason being the reason being was because I was cool on it. Like I I right. already done that. I raised kids like I'm I don't need you <laughs> feel about like I was cool on it, but yeah. I'm glad I ended up. You took key to your situation, and you did what you had to do first. Yeah, it was wow, no wow, wow. way I was going to die. Yeah, I learned my yes. Um, Ron Slay, is there anything else you would want to share with us before we end this segment? Um, so I can give you your Wednesday back. Is there anything else you can think of that you want to put out there in the atmosphere? Um, one thing for sure, man, that I, I didn't touch on. Um, I, I've always I grew up in the church, so I'm I was real faith based. Um, and I think you go through different different times in your life where you where you pull away from that faith. You know what I mean? And I I ain't here to say that I'm I'm the man reading in the Bible every night. You know what I mean? But one thing I do is I believe in a higher power, and I believe in I believe in praying every night. You know what I mean? And, and prayer works. So it's different. It's different. Um. Different roads you're gonna go, different different roadblocks you're gonna hit on your journey. You know what I mean? I, I hit one in college, um, after college, you know what I mean, and then also after um after retiring, um playing playing basketball, it's different times. And one thing you can always depend on, man, is believing in God. You know what I mean? And, and right. if you do that, I think that's one thing that everybody has to do, regardless of whatever walks of life you're in. If you believe in God, man, and you can lean on that. And not, I'm telling you, I'm not saying you got to go to church every Sunday or right, right. You, you know what I mean, whatever it is, but you got to believe it's a high power, man, because it is. And if you don't, I promise you, it's a way, it's a way you can be humbled and, and, and you can be brought back to earth. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the biggest, yeah, that's the biggest 100%. thing. 100%. Believing in God and believing in yourself, man. You keep those two things rolling. The rest, the rest will fall in place. The rest will fall in place. I appreciate that. I really do. And, you know, that's something Let's Sip and Talk is all about. You know, we do the interviews. We have the Friday night discussion. It's because we learn from each other, whether we believe it or not. We learn from each other's struggle. We learn from each other's experiences. And, and sometimes you take heed and say, you know, I didn't think of it that way. You know, right. you look at it from a different perspective. Uh, right. William said, thank you, Freeman, for what you do and your show. It will help along my way. Respect, strong black women. Much love for that. I appreciate that, Without William. I really do. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yes. So, um, Ron, if you don't mind, you know, staying around just a little bit um, once we end this. Um, okay. okay. But, you guys, I thank you for tuning in. And as we always say on Let's Sip and Talk with Freeman, peace and love. Peace and love. Yeah. <laughs>